G'day and welcome to Inverunners. I am XQ, though I may look a little different than usual. Uh, <laughs> how are you guys doing? Excuse me, young man. We'd like to see your ID. Yes, pretty much. Uh, joined by Badgers today and Old Man Algrid. How are you boys doing today? Good? Yeah. Not too bad, thanks, mate. Yeah. Good, good. Can't complain. So, this is one we probably should have grabbed Paul for, quite honestly. Uh, but we're going to do the strange strange sites that we'd like to see in Star Citizen. And so we've gone through and we've kind of made a list of some, just some weird and kind of wacky things, like the wacky sites that we would like to see inside mm. um, Star Citizen. Some of them that we know that they're going to put in and other things that we would just like them to put in and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. thought that'd be uh, so yeah. something a little different. Yeah, some, I think there's something they've said going in, there's something they've hinted will go in, and there's something, okay, we just love, would love to see it. So yeah. So, yeah. Um, so we're going to kick it off with some exotic aliens. So um, I will preface this and say just from the start, we are scratching the surface with alien creatures. Uh, we, we know of what less than ten. Uh, what what are some of them, Algrid? Because you're the you're the law well, guy. So we're going to we're going to crutch on you heavily this episode. If you stuff <laughs> it up, it's all your fault. But yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, couple of the, couple of the critters we know of are the Asonians from Osso. Uh, they're the creatures that are kind of primitive but they communicate by changing color as well so working out their language is really hard because they change colors along with the language uh there's a leer leerworm in the leer system yeah um kind of like the great big worms from um tatooine uh, dune mm. um, june yeah and tatooine but yep keep going there is the yeti which is uh better known as the arboreal stalker uh, there are two forms of space crab. There is the Thrusher Grey, which is the one we all know, which is the uh, the one that's also the, the symbol for one of the squadrons in uh, the UEE or the UEN. Mm -hmm. And there's also the blind uh, crab, the one that's filled with helium and mm -hmm. kind of expels air to to move around. We also know of the no, the this the, the space whale. Mm -hmm. um, I'd have to look up the name again because I've just forgotten it. But there's numerous. Numerous art systems. As as we were googling, there was one planet we came across, and it's just um, this planet had many sentient species, and mm. um, one one species is coming onto the land, and so that's going to change, you know, and it's actually coming into conflict with one of the other species. So it's mm. quite an interesting situation. So there's lots of plant, lots of animals that uh, will come, mm. and that's just mm -hmm. the tip of the iceberg. So badgers, um, could you? Yeah. Tell me some types of aliens that you would like to see. It's totally made up. I know I'm kind of throwing you under the <clears> bus <throat> here because I didn't prepare for this, but you give me one and I'm <laughs> going to think of one and Algrid, I'd like He's you to monster. think of one or two. But I'm picking badges first because he was the he hasn't spoken the I'd, longest. I'd, I'd love to see some, you know, not channeling the alien vibe too much. I'd like to see some um, solitary, predatory, extremely high threat alien mm. species that, either inhabit wrecks or basically you know you go onto a, a wreck and it's very quickly clear that something's gone horribly wrong blood mm. everywhere bodies and all that sort of stuff um and these things are incredibly hard to kill and you've kind of got to get away maybe they can survive in the void so there's always the threat that they follow you back to your ship well, you know, I... something maybe something that's a bit more technologically advanced like I, I always forget the number, that, but there's that species in Star Trek that yep. go after the Borg. You know what is just... Seven something, something, something. 
Species 8472, and the, the, you're actually describing a scene from Lost in Space that I bring mm -hmm. up to Algrid all the time when I talk about salvage. Um, it does. Yeah, and, and there are these... So, basically, they land on this ship, and there's all these little pods that are, like, stuck to the mm -hmm. walls, stuck to the outside and stuff, and then, basically, these spiders kind of come out of hibernation, and they can literally eat through metal and everything like that, and they and they basically just go absolutely nuts, and it's it's just like an absolute little firefight trying to get back to their ship. And when they get up back to their ship, they start trying to fly through space to get to them. Um, so, yeah, mm -hmm. and the whole movie's based on these spiders, so, yeah. yeah getting away from the spiders is mm. basically the basically the story of that uh, Matt, Matt LeBlanc, is it? Matt LeBlanc, uh, yeah. Uh, was uh, yep. um, not not the main character, but the, the I, young... I'm going to pick yeah. an, I'm going to pick another movie, though, based on what you were saying. Mm -hmm. You were talking about Advanced Predator. I would like to see the alien creatures from Pitch Black that can't survive in the sun. So there's this random planet that, like, it goes... Maybe, it, uh, like, it's a planet that goes behind another really big planet every time it does, like, one cycle around the sun, and it's, like, once every 10 years. And they come out, and they just kill everything on the planet, you know? Like, and there's all these, yes. like, homes, and they're all abandoned. No one knows why, and it's because... And I know I'm miss yeah. I know I'm mixing my film references here, but yeah. that planet absolutely needs a creepy little girl NPC with the line they mostly come at night. Mostly, mostly yeah. or something like that. Maybe that's the name of the planet. Out. Mostly. Get out, get out. <laughs> Lock uh, exterior. Go. I'm sorry, my my Doctor Who background and, and your, your you just got the image of Are you my mother? Uh, All right, Algrid. What about yours then? What 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 uh um, alien animal race you would like to see i'd like to i'd like to see lots mm. i'd like i'd like to see i really do not want to see the, the the sandworm um but i just want to i'll be honest i want to see animals and livestock on the planets whether it's just i know it sounds boring but animals that we can actually kill and harvest for food animals that um we have to kill just to defend ourselves just just because they're on the planet that's just because I think once they're on the planets, it's, it, I know they're not unique and I know they're not special, but it just fills out the world and makes the worlds feel more believable. And ba badges, now when I look at Agra, all I can see is, you know that photo of the husband and wife farmers, which the... <laughs> with the... <laughs> Oh, bless. I, I was actually getting vibes of the Renity where they have to transport cows through space. It was oh, like, yeah. I, now, now yeah. I just want to be a space cowboy. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, the, but boring. They're boring as batshit, but mm. they give so much depth to they, the world. What what makes what makes Serenity feel like it's a space cowboy in in that first, kind of that first episode? It's the fact that they're lugging cattle, yeah, and mucking out the stalls that, that they've got to put in, and they're complaining about it. And but it's it, you know, yeah, it kind of works. De definitely yeah. be a market for live cargo. On um, on ships and stuff. All right, I'm going to move on then because we've still got a, we've been a while and we've still got a few others to hit off here on the list. So, um, Agrid, the one that you put down here was comets and rogue asteroids. So you want to talk about that for a bit? Yeah. Well, in terms of one of the things that, as you as you know, execute when when CIG was doing the surveys of what people want to do back in the early days, it was like seventy percent were saying they wanted to do exploration mm. and. With 100 systems, we'll eventually run out of things to do in those systems to find. We'll have searched every planet. We'll have mapped every, every point of interest in the planets. 
but the systems are big. Like even Stanton, which is a fairly small system in the scheme of things, is fairly large. But if we had comets that were passing through the outer reaches of the, of the system mm. uh, for a period of time, that gives, us, that gives exploration something to find, something to go explore. Uh, rogue asteroids might, that might be rich in minerals, again, passing through the, the rim of the system or passing through a rim of a system or being on a collision course, you know, down the track for another system. And so uh, we have to go and that generates missions to go and mine it or blow it up. Uh, you know, think of uh, the movie Asteroid to go back to a movie thing. Mm. So, yeah. What do you think about that, Badgers? Yeah. Um, absolutely. I, I think, you know, we we spoke about this a little bit earlier, but... You know, I think that also needs, in terms of exploration, there needs to be stuff for the smaller explorers, the ones with limited range. Um, and this, you know, random events mm. uh, coming through that may not be seen again, well within range of stations, well within the jump range of, of the smaller uh, explorers is perfect for that sort of stuff. So, yep. yeah, and, all for it. And I think one of the things that ties in with that is we were talking the other day when we are talking um, the types of missions you'd want, you know, like, PvP missions and and uh, PVE missions and and the, the PvP slash missions. This this would clearly be something that would, on the surface, be a straight up PvP mission, mm. but a PvP Absolutely. PVE mission, just going in, searching, you know, exploring the thing. And then if it's got rich resources, then it might be come into a PvP or PVE co-op, or if there's a, a creature that's on that asteroid or or floating around that mm. that comet back could become a PvE, I did, um, PvP co-op. So there's lots of options in terms of what they could do with those just to add uh, to missions or other things. But just having those to give something for explorers to do is awesome. Yeah, um, I also did say before the show, it would be really cool if there was some kind of event where there was an asteroid coming to hit a planet and you've got to like mm. drill into it and put blast charges in or something and blow it up. Yeah. Kind of like Armageddon in the movie. We do a lot of movie references mm -hmm. here today. I'm noticing this all of a sudden. But um, that, that probably has got to bring out that sci-fi geek in us, and that's probably why we're kind of doing this episode a little bit. We're nerds. Yeah. So the next one I put down, um, I put down gravity tech and gravity wells. We do know from Squadron 42 that they've got a lot of gravity tech to do with the Zion and some of the Vandal stuff and stuff like that. <laughs> but I was thinking in space you could actually have some gravity anomalies too where yes. you, you could just hit a pocket and the whole ship just falls like 100 metres for no reason, you know, because of some kind of gravity well. Or, um, you know, gravity is upended on certain planets. Um, uh, what, one of the ones I have listed later on is a shattered planet. Um, and a shattered planet could have different gravity worlds because of that. Anyway, what do you guys when I, think of something when like you that? First, when you first mentioned that, as you remember earlier, the first thing I thought of was that's just jump points execute. That, mm. <laughs> that's what jump points are. <laughs> Flying along, you caught in a gravity well. Mm. <laughs> Suck through. But yeah. It's true. But um, I'm thinking more anomalies and stuff as well. But yeah. Yep. What about you, Badgers? Anything there that you could uh, add to that or? I think that covers it. I mean, it depends how kind of crazy you want to go. You could do things that are localized and, and random um, and kind of temporary. You could do entire systems that are based on, you know, this anomaly that's drawn together, these random lumps of stuff. Mm. Um, you know, and maybe that's the whole point is that that's the charting, constantly shifting safe corridors, um, and that will... Mm. create you know and, and there's something at the core of this system that's exceptionally valuable or whatever yep the explorers it, it gives them something that will never they'll the, you know it's not like you can do it once that's it done it 
if everything's constantly shifting, that you, would be you're making you know, me something. you're making me think of a planet that kind of like rotates between two suns, and so it's like this extreme mm -hmm. gravity that it's pulling on it, and if you go the wrong place, you could pull yeah. off the planet, lift squish, it. yeah, or squished. Yeah. That's an even better one. Just yeah. like ah, oh, my head snap, <laughs> um, <laughs> head popper. The visuals, um, the visuals. Yeah. All right, so the next one we got here is mass rec sites. Now this was put on there by you, Badgers, so you you lead the show on this one. Yeah, I kind of I like the notion that you know we've got everything in the Star Citizen universe is going to be on the backdrop of the story that's coming out of Squadron Forty Two that humanity is facing this persistent aggression from Vandal. So you know to have things happen that are part of that fleet battles between the UEE and the Vandal, it would be cool to see things, you know, like Newsflash, battle held at, or, you know, battle at blah, UEE in full retreat, or, mm. you know, Vandal turned away. And you go to that location, and there's now a mass wreck site, and there are people yep. trying to salvage it, and there are a couple of Vandal raiders left over to up the threat for people, and all that sort of stuff would, would be great. I mean, I think we're going to see it anyway in the aftermath of player versus player stuff, mm. because the wrecks are going to persist. But to have that kind of tie-in with in-game events will add another layer of authenticity. And it means you're actually watching the in-game news, not just because you're flying from point to point and you've got nothing else to do at that moment, but as a salvage captain, you're like, where next? Mm. Where next? Where's my next payday coming that, from? That, Great what, battle! Woo! What you mentioned there with the, the TV and stuff, that would be relevant to everything, like even the comets and asteroids. Like I could mm. see that yeah. coming up on a lot of things, actually. It's a really good yeah. way to... Um, disseminate the information but um yes with the mass rec sites i'm oh, sorry go ahead sorry go um no, no, go, you go first i was just gonna say with the mass rec sites in freelancer they did actually have systems you could fly into and there were actually bits of debris that would actually like ting and ping off the hull of the ship because yeah. it was just so much in the system I, I remember there was one that was like apparently they said the system had been a form of dyson sphere but the whole thing had been destroyed and so there's just wreckage Ooh. everywhere and that would actually even relate to like you could probably go to systems where the whole planet has been destroyed and there's like little asteroids that are just constantly tinging off your hull and whole, yeah. whole, things like that as well That's anyway yeah, um, you know, the, the you were saying about the news thing and the news sites being able to do, it's a really interesting alternate way of delivering yeah. missions to people. Um, you know, and rather than saying, right, we're going to do this in the form of a contract, you're getting at waypoints, is just offering up opportunities to players. Um, it, it's know. a bit like the way in which uh, we see the Xeno threat introduced with, mm -hmm. the, with the announcements. You know, coming through yes. the speakers, um, and then you go, you you go to your mobile class, and you can accept the mission to to sign up for the uh, for the civilian defence force. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I I like that idea, and and that would tie in whether it's um whether it's a, a UAU threat, a Xeno a Xeno threat. We, uh, are, we are dangerously close to going off tangent here, but I just had this idea. Imagine if there were multiple news, ch news channels, and I know you've Ooh. talked about this in the past, Badges, about having players actually do the news, but the way they get paid is um, people subscribe to their channel with Alpha UEC, and so, um, or UEC, that could be so interesting. You know, and if yeah. they, if they're too slow to disseminate it, you'll drop their sub and take another sub. You know, like almost like signing up for like um a a, a, a private air channels so, and stuff. 
what you're saying there is that your news channels become really important for info runners. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, no, no, no. For everyone, so you could you, yeah. you you could have so you could have people that do generalized news. You could have yeah. people that just do salvage yeah. news, mining I mean, news. I don't mean us. Infrared. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. The the, the heralds exactly and that. stuff. But yeah, yeah. This then ties into the data gameplay of mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. There's been a battle in this system. Well, I mean, narrow it down for me a bit. Mm. This is huge. So then you're into, do you bribe locals to find out where this yep. battle was held and get leads? Are you going to listen into UEE communications to try and get locations and possibly from the <laughs> criminal aspect, you know, and, and get that? So it's... there's a whole episode there, right? I think we do that next week, <laughs> oh, maybe, yeah. or, or the week oh, after. Yeah, we have to write it down. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we'll put that one on the back burner for now. So after mass rec sites, because I know we're going to go off on the tangent, I can see we're, we're all primed to talk. I, I just know these guys too well. Uh, so um, Algrid wrote down here, drifting old ships. And after Algrid explained this, I had more ideas to follow it up. So yeah, go, yeah. go ahead, Algrid. Again, it was just the idea of kind of, Following on the idea of comets and asteroids, again an old an old wrecked ship passing through the system, um, and that again gave you reasons to go and investigate as a, a as an explorer. But it also opens a way for you know those aliens or monsters to be on the ship. So it's not just one of the things we've often talked about in terms of uh, salvage is salvage and exploration go hand in hand together. Um, I, I just googled the show. So I was, I was talking to you guys before the show. I said there was this really old warship in this show, and the show was called Foundation. It was on Apple Plus uh, or mm-hmm. Apple TV. And basically they had this old warship that just kept, like people would see it, and there was all these random things about, oh, yeah, we'd seen this. It was this massive, huge warship, and it has been d- lost for a 1,000 years or whatever. Anyway, they found it. When they got on board, they found that it was randomly warping every couple of days to a completely random location in the entire verse. And I said to these guys, I said, wouldn't it be really cool if there was some kind of alien ship and you could there'd be different ways you could do it, but like maybe there's some valuable loot on there and if you can get on, defeat the defences and stuff and get the loot off before it warps go somewhere else and their warp tech could be different hours so they could literally jump from system to system they don't have to do warp jumps or whatever and, and maybe even if it was a human ship you could actually claim it so maybe it's like a rogue bengal or something you know like different ideas i had there so yeah and, and we know from we know from the law there are there are ships out in the edges of the systems that are lost and drifting and so being able to search for those or find those just it just yeah. gives that explorer gameplay so much more option. Um, again, it becomes something. It could be just PVE. It could be PvP. It could be PVE mm. uh, slash PvP. Um, you could, could even, be critters on there. Could be yeah. I was gonna say, what if there were people still living there? Like the ship was busted, but you had to get them off before yep. before Rescue you know. Mission. Yeah, no, but no, they've been living there with hydroponic farms or whatever for ten generations, but. They had no way to get off the ship, you know? Yeah, so, maybe, so it becomes a rescue mission. Or what if it's busted? Like, there was an episode in um, Star Trek where this planet came out of phase, and it came out of phase, like, once every 35 years or something, and they could people could come and go off the planet. And um, what if it was like that, where it's a ship that just warps in, and then it, it, it only stops to, like, recharge its solar batteries 
in particular spots like every couple of years or something and so you can only get onto it that could be interesting because because if you know the path you, you can see the path it's going to go and it's like all right we'll see you in 10 months over there uh, <laughs> you know and you, you you could actually like get special quests from ships like that i don't know i could that, that could be and, something and they're in a time loop so they, they don't mm. age but we do or or I think we don't age and they do. I think time sensitivity might be a, a an ongoing theme now. I look through some of these, but um, yeah, yeah, it's a thing that could happen. All right, so the next one that I wrote down here was alien ruins and unknown things that it brings. Um, mm -hmm. And what this kind of what, what I thought of when I think of these is things like Indiana Jones temples. So like temples that are full <laughs> of traps and stuff. Yeah, 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 the rolling boulder, all that, all that type of jazz. Um, what what type of uh, what, would you guys like to see that when you explore the ruins? Or are you more into like decoding the text and trying to figure out the language, or just just all the unknowns that come with that? Because like to me, that seems really. I'd love to do that kind of thing. One of the things, so I have Elite Dangerous. I haven't played it that much. One of the things about Elite Dangerous that makes me want to play it was the whole episode they had with, and I forget, I don't know the name, so apologies for the people that play it. Those ships that they were encountering and there were all those youtube videos about yep. the yeah the flower petal thing that yep. would shut your ship down scan you terrify people um you know having that sort of long lost alien civilizations maybe there are numerous of them and you can become a specialist explorer in certain civilizations and relics mm. and start to learn piece together the language and all that sort of stuff and, and, um, and, yeah. what, and what if there, this, this is something I kind of hinted a little bit to before the show, but what if there is like clues that lead you from <clears> one <throat> location to another? And I suggested that maybe there was five of them across the known universe. And then as you found one to the next, it actually allowed you to get a, like something special, like I know the, you know, whatever the alien race is crystal. And it allows you to teleport from one side to the other, but only on foot. So you actually had a unique ability to leave a ship at one, teleport to the other, have another ship there, pick up. And, you know, if you do that huge quest chain, you might unlock, say, five around the entire universe that just allows you to warp, where it would normally take you, you know, like a day to get across or something or however long or, or around the ring of them or whatever. But you can just do instantly because you've completed chain X. And it doesn't just have to be... Um, one alien race you might even have one that had a secret wormhole that no one else had you know and and stuff like that and it i, I could just see that so secret ways to travel through older yeah. alien races i guess is how i'd put it sorry oh they have a, a if it's an alien race that's controlling it if they they let you go through that wormhole but if there you, you don't have that train they don't let you because their military will blow you up because they're tough and scary mm. Well, that, actually, now I agree. You make me think of that. Uh, there's that race. Oh, we, there was a wormhole that was open and thought to be stable, and then it closed. Oh, I can't remember the name of the system. But you know what I'm talking about, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, a, a human system. That's and they lost. know they're yeah, they know they're in there, but it's been closed for like the last fifty years or something. And you can just so tell that somewhere along the line they're going to open it again so people can go in there, and then yeah. it'll and it'll be open for a bit, and then they'll close it off again. And then maybe we'll find another wormhole to go somewhere else. Yeah. But yes. Sorry, Badgers, what'd you say? Planet of the cannibals. <laughs> um yeah. Because <laughs> I've got no time supplies. machine. Yeah, just to tie it in with movies, that's time machine, I Yeah. So another one by me was um at the moment all the planets are basically perfectly pendulums and they basically spin perfectly. Um one thing mm. that's 
not, not not a lot of people know about Uranus is it's actually, or is it Neptune? God, I get them mixed up. But it's almost completely horizontal and it actually rolls. Um, and so you get some really extreme seasons. So Earth itself, I think, is... 20 degrees off or something like that like i can't remember i'd have to go look it up but that's actually what causes the seasons on earth as it rotates around uh around the sun that uh stays the same and but because of that you're either closer or further away as it rotates around and that's how you get winter and summer so seasons is essentially what i'm saying but we could get some yeah. really extreme seasons um we do know there is a, a planet I can't remember the name. It God, I wish I'd looked this up. But there was one. There's one where it's um it's landlocked like our moon to to face the sun, and one side is literally like lava. The other side is completely frozen, and there's this strip in the middle where everybody lives. So yeah, it's just cool. like you you could be sitting there on a building, looking out. One side be real cold, and one side is like molten lava. I I think that's a really yeah. cool concept yeah. as well. And it's that kind yes. of on the on the peak where you've got that nice the the slim green zone around the planet. Um, mm. Yeah. That kind you, of ties in with those special planets, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, you go even as far as like the Riddick prison planet that it yep. does rotate, but it's so close to the sun that it's just this fireball that is constantly rotating around the planet. And there's your high security crime stat for the people who just can't let it drop. <laughs> um, you know, but your high security prison that's going to take some real busting people out of, you know, good, good luck out running that on the surface. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, obviously, uh, uh, so the last couple of ones here are all planet based. So I talked about the shattered mm -hmm. planet before. Um, we do have the shattered moon. Um, I was thinking like, wouldn't it be really interesting if it wasn't super shattered, but like really cracked. So basically you have to mm -hmm. eviate, like there could actually be gravity wheels, like I suggested, and where you have to EVA between big chunks of planets and stuff like that, or, 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 or literally fly between, or even if go right down in deep and mine in, in places that you normally wouldn't be able to get to, um, because it's just so mm. cracked and open. And I think that could be really interesting, especially like, especially to diverse and explore. It, it's, it, it's a very sci-fi trope of a shattered planet, but think about back uh, to the games you've played. How many games have you been actually able to go like through and around because not all of things have this scale as Star Citizen mm. does. So, yeah. Anything you guys want to yeah. add to that? I, I just think that, 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 that certainly the things you're talking about there and the scope that Star Citizen has in terms of their planets and the, the maps, it really is a, a blank canvas so they've got to they can do pretty much whatever they like. Yep. Um, which just gives so much options and, and so much, I suppose, to possibly look forward to. Uh, and, and a lot of the stuff that we're, we're talking about, it's either stuff that CIG have hinted at, or, or yeah. we know from their comments that that's coming. Um, mm. Which, again, just adds that kind of uh, hope and everything else. Yes. We, know, we know they've talked about, um, you know, critters being aliens being on, on ships that we go and investigate, whether it's a, mm. a virus or, or something that's going to try and kill you. Mm. Um, and that's just when you're doing salvage. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, um, yeah. I've got another one here, and this one, this one here is probably a bit broad, but I can give you one example, but you can think of others yourself. So I was, 
trying to explain it to these guys earlier is is is, is planets that go inside nebulas or that are inside nebulas that give it like way different effects to like a normal planet so i was thinking of one i said what if one that's like a completely dead planet or a desert planet or something like that but when it goes through a nebula that's a, a part of this system it literally all these plants like come to life and it's like a literal oasis type planet and then when it goes out of the nebula again everything dies it actually needs some kind of nutrients or something that that nebula gives or it could be the complete opposite where it's totally alive and then when it goes in there it poisons everything and kills everything you know you, you could think of a, a, many hmm. different scenarios like it goes through the nebula and the gravity of the entire planet changes everyone just like can't stand up because it's just so heavy you know um it, it, it could it, it could be outside it's completely hot inside it's freezingly cold you know like you can think of almost anything and a nebula could be an excuse to change it so we, we th they could use that as a very broad overview um th they could make it so that when it goes through the nebula it grows like diamonds grow like flowers on you know whatever you, you can think of all the different things you could do there so w when it's in there you can mine really really easily or and then when it's out it's not you know think, think of all the different things you could add there so I, I think that would be a fairly common one uh using space that, anomaly that, nebula to explain stuff that would be a um almost a jump town type uh scenario wouldn't it mm. goes in it's kind of mass producing this valuable resource mm. and when it leaves it it's no longer doing it and well, so you have that you, you could do it in both ways, Algridge. So you could make it so that everyone's trying to work together because it's just so damn profitable or it's so damn rare. But you could also make it so that um, teams are fighting off against each other because they need that for something. So so you, you could do it in every scenario that way. That's the thing. Mm. Like, 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 I think if it's done right, they can use lots of excuses to bring out reasons. We know at Pyro, they're talking about Pyro Station, for example, uh, having two gangs and you pick a gang and if they have the most rep, they control the station and you get all the benefits of the station. But then if that rep gives you X at the end of the chain, so it allows you to buy a certain ship, for example, the, there are other people that might want to buy the other ship. So they're going to want to push the rep the other way. You know, you just, you know, horses for courses. And I think we know in, in Pyro, it's, it's not just two two gangs in, in Pyro, we're about seven or eight mm. that are living in Pyro, you know. So yep. um, there's lots of scope just in Pyro itself. Mm. Um, so, yeah. What about you, Badgers? Anything you can see there, um, how a nebula could be used or some kind of special gameplay technique? I think it's it's quite clear they would be useful as like um the, 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 like you say the higher risk higher reward areas um and and certainly to keep things interesting like we were saying before with the idea of constantly shifting safe routes mm. um that's you know it's going to be where you find a lot of the exploration types maybe and have it far out on the edges of known space so it is you know a trek just to get there so it is the explorers and likely only the explorers that are going to get mm. that far you know something like that would certainly you know put a big tick in the odyssey's box um in terms of well why would you want the odyssey well yeah and actually know, when you so you're I was just going to say, it actually makes me think that that's probably how a lot of exploration is going to be, is like these, okay, so this event here happens once every six months. This event, you know, so you're traveling a lot as an explorer from one place to the other 
because of these known events that are going to pop up and and you, mm -hmm. you know it'll be your job as an explorer to, to know when those events are going to happen i, I think or, that's or to a, discover when they're going on and even exactly. try and work out why this is happening so and even why? and even sell that information yeah yeah absolutely all right so this last one came about from Algrid's idea of the drifting old ships and and he was talking uh, about them leaving the system and stuff and i remembered an episode from star trek that had rogue planets so an actual like just in the middle of space out of nowhere rogue planet or a planet that just comes in through a system again and causes an event um you know, maybe it's going to collide. Maybe it might turn into a shattered planet. You don't know. But, yeah, that, that was something I thought would be really intriguing. It's just literally out in the black that's not in a system. It, it's, like, it, it's in the middle of nowhere. Um, mm -hmm. and, and only the hardest of hardest of explorers. Like, maybe you can see it with an endeavour from miles away, but it's like, oh, man, am I going to speak? Am I going to take, like, three days at warp to get there? Because you're not going to be able to jump there. But, like, is there something there that's really valuable? that you know what i mean yeah. like so um it, and, and part of it as well is is you know i, I don't want to harp on the fear of missing out but this is this is slightly different in the way that a lot of games do this um it's not just the to generate sales side that we've become mm -hmm. so accustomed to but what about a planet that's on a very strange orbit around say you know um a black hole or something so it's on a very strange elliptical orbit so the only like uh, for a very short period like, like pluto is it yeah well i mean <laughs> it only for a very short period is it even within range of us even oh. at the so you're so, so you're like off this is the this is the entire solar system and it goes like this Yes. Yeah, now yeah, I exactly. get what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and there's only one point where it's really safe to go. their orbit, mm. and it's decaying. So that after, say, you know, maybe it only appears in-game for a couple of days, over the course of a year or maybe a year and a half of the game's life cycle mm. before it's pulled into the star and destroyed. That'd be so interesting. So, so it goes, so it comes past one year, comes past the next yeah. time, and then the third time it's going to crash into the sun. That'd be really Absolutely. cool. Like just, you oh, know, it's coming. So it's got this, all this build up because it's like, oh yes, Cephas 4 is coming again and it's going to run into Absolutely. the sun. And, and it, becomes yeah. a, it becomes a destination purely for the fact that it's, gonna it's disappear. not going to be there so long. It's going to yeah. be taken away. You know, and maybe you've got like a last chance get out of jail free, like you were saying with the alien teleportation. Mm. Um, but it's destroyed with the planet when the planet's sucked in. So it's so big, it can't be mounted to ships. You can't salvage it. You can't run away with any meaningful part of it. Mm. But for the players who leave it just too long, there's then a mad dash to the tele to this alien facility to get off before the entire planet's crushed now um, but yeah something like that i would be to go yeah, the opposite to go the opposite there's actually a system mm -hmm. that's uh forming and you know it'd be mm -hmm. really interesting is if it somehow had some kind of time warp there and you could actually see the planets form and then you know like and cool and stuff i don't know i don't know that's yeah. probably a bit too far but yeah that 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 but, so there is a system that that just has lots of debris in it and they're slowly starting to clump together to build planets yeah sorry i agree and the scientists don't want us to mine in that system and then other senators want us to be able to mine in that system and, and strip it there mm. but um with the rogue planets even even if you don't have that in that elliptical orbit that's decaying and going to crash into the sun if it's only if it's got this massive blink, but it only turns up once a year for two or three days, that's still got that 
do I want to do, you know, can I do that? Yep. Can I get there? And if you don't get off a planet, well, then you're kind of stuck on that planet until, you know, you've basically got to <laughs> stay yep. there a year or you've got to go backspace, you know, respawn. See you later. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I could see that. All right. So before we wrap up, I've got um, a couple of things set up here in my browser. So these are some planets in-game and ironically, three of them are water worlds. I don't know how that happened, but that's just how it happened. Um, and we've got some photos here. So this this is this is one of Algrid's choices. So this is Toll. How do you say it, Algrid? Toehill. Toehill. So tell us about Toehill. So Toehill is one of the planets that's kind of on the end of the, the Bremen Beltway, for those who love their law. Uh, it is also where the Toehill Regatta takes place. It's where the um, Terran Ambassador and the Xeon Ambassador met to kind of hash out their um, peace treaty mm -hmm. and so it's kind of on the fringe of ue space and and xeon space it's kind of even that's controlled by the ue it's kind of um kind of this melting pot of everyone but what's unique about this water world is that the islands or the landmass is actually vegetable it's it's yeah, vegetable and are you serious it, it yeah it, it's <laughs> the, the well, landmass is basically my mum liked this planet. She's a vegetarian. She might, she might uh, really. Uh, <laughs> so the mass where you can see there are the trees. That's just basically floating vegetation on the on the water mass, and it's so thick and so solid that people built on it. The story of a Tohill Regatta is that there's a race that goes on there, and uh, while the race was going on, um, there was a, a mayday went out because the land masses were actually starting to sink and all the buildings that have been built on them were going under and so um there became a massive rescue operation to to save people and that's one of the problems there's another that event now, i think this game's gonna be systems full of events the, um, well that that system's now got the problem where they're trying to work out why those plants are starting to sink is it because we've overbuilt on them it's because we've done something to the atmosphere is it because we've done something else so it was a, a kind of a yeah. So Toehill is a is an interesting uh, water world planet where the landmass is floating vegetables or floating trees. Right. Toehill, the vegan planet where there are signs every couple of miles, just so you don't forget. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this next one is uh, Nemo. Now this one, Algrid, is another water planet, but this is the one that has been it's it's been terraformed. And there are some land masses, but it's majorly water. So, so what can you tell us about Nemo? Uh, if I remember correctly, Nemo's got the land masses more or less at the poles, and that's where the yep. settlements are. Um, and that's pretty much it. It's other than that, it's just massive water, and I think that's where you get the is that where we get the the um, nope. That's the next one. The big okay, that's the next one. So, so that's pretty much it. That's all I really know about Nemo. It's water world. It was one of. From memory, it's one of the first uh, systems that we encountered or, or mm. developed. So it's one of the old systems in the UE, I believe. Yeah, so from this image, it looks like a lot of people live in space around it, but not actually on it. So, yeah. Hmm. All right, so this one here is Helios. You might have seen this in a thumbnail in one of our live streams recently. Uh, but this actual planet is a volcanic planet that is covered in water, and there is these constantly 
uh, forming of islands and stuff like that. And basically they cause these huge tsunamis that um, people that are into water sports really, really like. So they come and I, I, I can't see them surfing on them, but that's uh, that's what it says in the uh, in the details for it, that it, it basically causes these huge tsunamis. Similar to the one in uh, that movie Interstellar. So I think that's kind of interesting. I, I think it's kind of very interesting water lava combo. And so the racers like to race their ships mm. and risk life and limb. Can I beat that? You know, can I can I can I beat the tube in my in my Mustang? <laughs> yeah, which is interesting. So rather insane, but yes. Badges, what do you nope. got to say about any of these planets? Nope, just nope. Okay. That sounds like a really really daft idea. Let's not do that. And and, like and, you, and you work for the Coast Guard, don't you? Isn't <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it kind of like jumping out of perfectly good airplane? Yeah. Mm. So yeah, let's not do that. All right. Uh, Synthworld. I'm going to ask Badges to tell us about Synthworld. He probably doesn't know much, but let, let's see what he knows. What do you know about Synthworld, Badges? Synthworld uh, yep. is in the system of Cronus. I believe it's Cronus 3. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's basically the UE's project to create the first man-made planet. I can tell you now, um, he knows more about it than I do. <laughs> <laughs> but yes it, it's effectively a you know kind of i, I suppose a, we were joking about this earlier but it is in effect a death star kind of affair it's completely mm-hmm. man-made um where it is at the moment and and what's going on with it and whether or not it's been abandoned i will defer to my good friend alfred uh alfred, um, alfred. It, it, it has not um, been abandoned and our current imperator is actually keen okay. to see since will continue uh in the UAE, it's actually known as Project Archangel, which is a project to build uh, the planet. And yeah. the reason the idea came about to build the planet is because of the um, terraforming of a planet where we wiped out a complete species. And so, oh no, we are, we are guilty, we have to redeem ourselves. And so we figured if we can build a planet, uh, we don't have to terraform so we can actually leave all the others things alone. And, mm. um, and our Imperator loves um, Operation uh, uh, Project Archangel and the Synth World. Mm. Uh, the problem with Synth World is it is a money pit and it is draining um, the UE, UE top coffers. Uh, Lelani Addison points out that even if Synth World doesn't exist, even if it doesn't work, it gives us the benefits of all the tech that comes as a, as a pro, as a produce of it so it's almost like no, you, know, you go to war and, and, and what happens in war you develop new systems developing synth world makes us develop new systems do you know what i just thought yeah. of too is like um if the war with the van Dulcook kicks off they might actually stop working on this for a while because they'll have to fund resources elsewhere so i got a feeling that this might be something that goes along like maybe quite a lot a, a long time of the lifespan of this game where um synth world is built in stages, if you know what I mean, and and and, mm. and 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 so we'll see it go from almost. I hate has to say like a husk to a finished planet. That that would be well, kind of cool. Like you, you know how you got the Death Star in Episode Three, and then Episode One, it was actually yeah. finished. Something akin to that, but in multiple stages. Well, if you'd paid attention to the the, the election we had last year, uh, a couple of the uh, candidates were actually keen to actually stop working on Zip World and actually redirect the funds to. Um, but building the infrastructure and helping rebuild the infrastructure in the UAE and or using the funds to help rebuild the Navy or along those lines. And so 
SynthWorld actually was one of the hot potatoes and one of the key issues that were being used in the elections. Mm. But most people didn't pay attention to that. They just paid attention to, I will give you AI. Yep. <laughs> All right. Um, Tampa now, or Tampsa, I should say. This is uh, basically giant wormhole. Uh, it's also one of the biggest systems in the entire game. Um, I think not a black hole? I think when we, uh, what did I say? A wormhole. I meant to say yeah. black hole. Sorry. Yeah. Black hole. Um, and it's one of the biggest systems in the entire game. I think the last time we looked at it was like four and a half days just to get across it um, at, at current warp in, in, in like say something like a constellation. Um, yeah. And you kind of need to go around because you can't go straight across. Yeah. No, oh, that was, that was going in straight. That was going straight, by the way. So yeah, if you've got to go around, that's even more crazy. Um, but yeah, I just don't think it'll be more of a. I don't know. You guys tell me anything I'm wrong, but I think this is more of an. Exp what do you What do you think, Bay? Just more of an exploration hotspot. Yeah, yeah. It, it, there's a lot of stuff you could do with a system that big. A lot of stuff you can do with a system that big. Um, you know, and again, you up the risk. You could almost have a microcosm of the game. The outer reaches being the easier, low hanging fruit. Mm. Um, and the closer you get to the center, and the closer you get to the the point of no return with the black hole's gravity, mm. the, the more the rewards become, you know, um, lucrative and, and, you know, yep. the things that people can go after. Planets and asteroids that are, you know, further in that you could actually get to and get stuff off and, mm -hmm. yeah. I, yeah. I'm not 100% certain, but I also think the system is used as, because it's so barren and so big, I think it is also used as a waypoint for uh, pirates and things to do meet up and, and mm. do stuff. So I'd have to double check the details on that because I haven't looked at that recently, but I memory i think it was something like that but it's generally a barren empty mm. system all right next one this one is called tatco um this is one that i selected i've always kind of had a weird fascination with this lava planet because of these tube cities that and it's actually a banu planet um they make a lot of black glass and stuff here for electronics um and these are actually like pushed and drilled down into the surface and yeah I, I just think it's really weird like you can't you can you can land on the planet but you kind of can't explore the planet because it's deathly so i think it's kind of interesting so i have to go to each of those little factory type yep cities and, and there's storms on the planet like tornadoes and stuff like that as well so it's very hospitable on the surface so it's going to be um I th you can you can be I have to correct you there. Not hospitable, but inhospitable. Inhospitable. Sorry. I think it'll be a little bit like Area 18, where it's lots of landing yeah. zones that you will go to, but you might not go on the surface of the planet itself too much because it'll yeah. be too deadly. So, yeah. Anything you want to add about that one, Badgers? Um, no, I think that's just about covered it. It's the first time I'm hearing about um, Taco, so yeah. You, you, yeah, intrigued. You'll have to add it to your bucket list of places that you want to visit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm just going to visit everything. What about this one, uh, Algrid? This is Spider. Um, I, have to, I have to go back and have a look at the system it's in. I, I didn't take, take note when we were digging it up. But okay. Spider is pretty much an empty system. Mm -hmm. And the UAE used to use it as their naval dockyard. As their, oh, sorry, not their naval dockyard, their naval um, Shipyard. mothball fleet. A mothball so fleet. So it was where all the old ships went, and they'd have a little station where they'd kind of patrol it. But mm. they got slack. They stopped patrolling it, and then you had your squatters move in. Mm. And they started pulling ships together and, you know, docking them together. And, and so you end up with this mass of 
ship holes and ship bits that are constantly changing and shifting and you've also got pirates there now as well so you've got it's kind of this mix of lifts it's kind of lisky first this kind of levski-esque but also um synth world type. it, it reminds so me of, of a mini synth world because you're like it's not a planet but bringing them all together is like an artificial you know yeah. what i mean yeah so it's like a and mini so it's version become, it's kind of this massive kind of station-esque type but it's all all ships and and it's constantly changing so the ships are constantly either being broken off or, or dis disconnecting and reconnecting um You've got a, a population there, and the population um, are people who don't necessarily want to be in the empire. So it's kind of a bit like Levski, but it's also got this pirate type of vibe to it as well. So it's kind of a bit like Grimhex. So where it actually fits in that, I'm not sure. There used to be a subscriber uh, reward to actually create a pirate for Spider. So that gives you the idea of what they were kind of looking at in terms of what Spider is. But hmm. Spider is certainly a unique. Uh, destination that we will find or be able to visit. This is the UE Navy. You will submit to our will. <laughs> uh, we've just bolted three javelins together. Your laws mean nothing. <laughs> um. <laughs> well, it is. It is. Um, you know, you may have built it, bolted three javelins together. But three javelins that have been stripped of their, stripped of all their military equipment. It's literally the mothball graveyard. Can you imagine so, if the whole thing hmm. moved? Yeah, like well, a flying like city of ships kind of what was that one they did a couple of while ago on uh inside stuff with the uh the raft tron or whatever it was but it's like spider tron so it, like yep. the legs come out and it's yeah well that that's kind of in a sense what it, what it is it's kind of just all these ships masks joined together and the fact that there's so many ships that are constantly changing you go there one day and dock at a, a javelin and, and the next day or the next month you go there and that javelin's no longer there it's been replaced by a 600 eye or mm or a Bengal or a whatever. So the idea is it's constantly changing. How much would see that constantly changing? I have no idea. Whether it's just, they just have it on a rotation. But yeah, it's supposed to constantly change when ships coming and going. So. Mm. All right, so let us know in the comments below some strange things you'd like to see in Star Citizen. Like, what, what are some anomalies, um, you know, those types of things. So th the, the weird sites that you would like to see in-game, these are just some of the ones that we've found and the ones that we've talked about. But I'd like, I, I, I really like to throw this open to the comments because I actually reckon there's probably some really creative ones out there that we haven't thought of. Um, I assume you guys want to, is there any that you'd like to hear about specifically or anything? Nope. No, I'm just open to anyone's ideas. What I, what I think is really, really valuable is if you put your ideas down, hopefully, you know, CIG sees the video and takes a look and goes, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, mm. we've got that. We've got that. But if you put ideas down, there is a there is a chance that CIG, if they're watching, will go, we hadn't thought of that. Mm. And they'll add it to their, their things of do. Of, because there's so, as I said, earlier it's such a, a a wide blank canvas we've got they've got to work on mm. they could probably do anything so mm. mm -hmm. all right well with that then um if you like this video like this video um don't forget to subscribe ring the bell if you want to go the extra mile on patreon you know what to do there as well he's been yeah, badges I, I i think i did see in our in our analytics about 25 percent of the people who watch our video aren't subscribers mm. now what are you doing please subscribe <laughs> make us feel good Feed that, feed that algorithm. <laughs> All right. With that, he's been badges. He's been algorithm. No, I've been executed. We'll catch you in the next one. And we're out of here. Take care.
Can't believe I fucking called you Alfred. What the fuck? He looks like an Alfred, though. You know, from Batman? 